Welcome to Our Parents Did What? A Tour of the Parenting Perils of Yesteryear. I'm Diane Aragona. And I'm your co-host, Jen Tierney. Join us as we travel back in time to take a look at the sometimes unbelievable history of parenting. Hey, Diane, how are you doing? I'm great. And I'm looking at your face, which we don't always do, which is like <laughs> really know, nice. Usually we just record our voices and this is like... I know. It's pretty cool to see your face. It's lovely. It's nice to see your face too. Yay. Um, <laughs> how are the changing seasons going for you? Are you like, I'm into fall. I'm here for this right now. Or are you like, oh my God, I'm in for several months of being stuck in my house with my kid. <laughs> I keep flip-flopping between the two very erratically. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we've had a couple of like unusually warm days for November, like yep. 70 degrees, 75 degrees. So we've been outside a lot. So I've like, I've got the beautiful fall colors, but also like this gorgeous warm weather. And then, and then it rained for three days and I was like, oh crap, this is what it's going to be like. <laughs> mm -hmm. I know that that rain spell really hurt me. We have we, you and I share a lot of the same weather. I'm like maybe 10 degrees colder than you. And my rain comes a day after yours. <laughs> it's like I get it first and then I hand it off to you. But then you also have to deal with the extra cold, which I'm really happy I don't have to deal with. Yeah. Although I will say that I will take New England snow levels over New Jersey slush any day. Okay. That is a valid point. I don't know. We're dealing. We're dealing yes. with the with the weather change. I have to say that the fall colors this year have been really, really vibrant and beautiful. And because Rini is walking, we've been taking a lot of walks around the block and like around the neighborhood. And so, and she really likes the colors of the leaves and she likes to pick up the leaves and look at them. So like, I don't know, I feel like I'm looking at everything through a slightly different lens this mm -hmm. year. Yep. So that's nice. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Give me your mom. We should, I was going to say, we, we should, should probably talk show. about, Give me your mom. you know. Yeah. Uh, okay. So mine is pretty quick, but I think it's really sweet. My daughter said, I love you for the first time. Oh my goodness. So my, I have a friend who watches her. I know I'm going to cry like just the thinking about it. I, I, she said it. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to go cry forever now. So bye. <laughs> like, my friend watches her once a week. We're like our own little pod, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. And uh, we don't really see anybody else. Um, so she watches her like one or two times a week. And she said, we have this book, you are my, I love you. And she was like, mm -hmm. I was reading it to her. And she was like, I swear she was trying to say, I love you. And I was like, no way. She was like, no, she was going, I voo, right? So then like a day or two later, I kiss her goodnight and she points at me and she goes, I love you. And like, she really, it, it sounded like, it sounded like I love you, yeah, but they can't, but, say, they can't say L's, but, but I knew yeah. exactly what she was saying. Oh, yeah. And I looked at Chuck and I was like, did she just, and he was like, oh, she definitely just said that. And I was like, oh, and she like pointed at me too. And it was so sweet. And then tonight she said it again. Oh my goodness. She would say it if you ask her to. I was like, Rini, I love you. Do you love mommy? And she went, bye. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then as I was walking down the stairs, because Chuck was putting her to bed, she was like, I love you. And I was like, oh my God. 
is very oh, sweet. Yeah, Liam. Liam's quite a ways away from from any I have Jews because he's like you know he's at his own pace. He just this week got duck, and that was a real big moment for me. <laughs> but, but that's huge. Oh yeah, it was great. He's got like ten words now, which is really exciting. He's doing a lot of really great gestures. His gestures have like exploded. Mm-hmm. And this week, so this is my mom moment, this week, I hadn't seen them, him do this before, but apparently it was something he was doing at school, like, all the time. And I'm just like, oh, how did I miss Nobody this? told but, me. I know. Like, <laughs> how have you not told me? But, like, we never see the teachers because the deal with daycare during COVID is you drop your kid at the front door and, like, a runner grabs your kid, brings them to their classroom, and then, like, that's it. I never talk to the teachers. Oh, that's so weird. It's super weird. So, like, for Liam, we have a communication book that, like, the teacher writes in and I write in, like, maybe once or twice a week just to be like, Mm -hmm. hey, how's this going? I have a question about that, you know. But I don't get a lot of information, whereas with Emma, when she was in daycare at this age, like, I was talking to them for, like, 30 minutes at the end of every day. Right. So today – or this week, I was – taking Liam from the door and like the the little teacher runner she's like maybe 22 and she like hands Liam to me and she goes bye bye Liam and he goes Mwah. <gasps> and oh, so and sweet. Like, oh, oh my goodness <laughs> so oh that's sweet. so cute it was so cute and I just it just mm, just melted my little heart it melts your heart I know but honest to god since then he only does it when he knows he's leaving a place, he's not told he's leaving the place. He just, like, is aware, I'm leaving this place and I want to say goodbye to this thing or this person. Like, it doesn't have to be a living thing. It can be just, like, a tree. And he'll, like, blow a kiss to it. <laughs> but if I say to him, we're leaving now, Liam, let's say bye-bye, like, he has zero interest in blowing kisses. He's like, Pfft. I'm good. I'm fine. Like I was, I, and like I'm stupid, and think to myself, oh, I'll tell people that he does this now. So then when we leave, they'll be looking for it, and then you won't do it. It's like when she, all the time she does head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Mm. Really, all she does is head, toes, head, toes, eyes, nose. But I always say to my dad, she does it all the time. You're gonna see it. It's so cute. Ask her to do it. She'll do it. Never does it in front of anybody else. And I'm like. Oh my goodness. Prove me wrong. Kids are just, it's their mission in life to make us look as stupid as humanly possible. Yes. As often as humanly possible. It's not that hard. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. We step in it a lot. I feel like I step in it constantly. Yeah, I probably, <laughs> so. I, I definitely do. But it's okay because we're at the age now where we don't care. Mm-hmm. It is what yeah. it is. No, yeah. I, I have run out of bothers to give i like that bothers because there is a much less savory way to say that which i often say at work (laughs) (laughs) you don't say that to your kids all the time (laughs) i know right i just so now i'm just gonna say i have no more bothers to give (laughs) i like that i hope that catches on it's much more pg it feels it it feels safer It does. I know. We have to start really watching what we say because she's repeating everything. My kids are saying all of it. Emma's new thing is seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Like she's a teenager. She is. It's awful. I love it. And it's because I say that whenever they do something outrageous. I'm like, seriously, come on. So Uh now, now Emma says it to me about everything. (laughs) Emma, go get dressed. Seriously? Yes, seriously. Yes, seriously. Let's go. 
sweet mom moments today. Oh, that was we good. We both got sweet ones. That's good. Yeah, it was great. that was really nice. So I am dying to hear your topic. So hit me with it. My topic's very entertaining, very funny, unbelievable, not as sweet as our mom moments. Well, good thing we'll have a balance then. It's good. It'll be good. A little salty, a little sweet. So I'm going to tell you about something and then the explanation of this thing will be like relatively like maybe half of our usual episode length. And then I'm hoping that at the end we'll do a little activity together. So An activity. It'll be like a little interactive episode. Um, oh. So because, because this episode is coming out very close to Thanksgiving. And so it's sort of we're getting into the holiday season. We're getting close to the Thanksgiving holiday. And I wanted to celebrate Thanksgiving a little bit with this episode. So I'm going oh. to tell you all about the history of Thanksgiving masking. Have you ever heard of this? Masking? Masking. Never. Diane, get ready because it is a doozy. <laughs> Where did you even find this? Never heard of it. I think what I had done was I did like a Google search for like outrageous children's costumes throughout history or something like that. Okay. Because I wanted to do a Halloween episode or something. And what I found was Thanksgiving masking. So get ready. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> Wild. All right. So Thanksgiving masking was popular at the turn of the 19th century in New York City. It was popular in some other places too, but that that was like the apex of the happenings. Okay. So essentially, so this this tradition took place like between like the late 1890s until like the mid 1930s, right? And then like it sort of went away. And you'll see why it went away by the end. Oh boy. <laughs> All right, so basically it, I, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the term mumming. Do you know what mumming is? No. Okay, so mumming is this ancient tradition, activity, where men would get dressed up in costumes and go door to door, like travel door to door, performing, either singing or playing an instrument or, you know, doing whatever they were doing, sort of like minstreling, I guess, like performing, and then ask for money or food or whatever, at the doors of people who they went to, right? And so hmm. in the turn of the century, there were these children in New York who were relatively poor, like they didn't have a ton of money, but they, they had homes and they had things that they were doing for Thanksgiving, but they wanted to like get a little more. So they would do masking where they'd get dressed up in costumes on Thanksgiving Day in the morning and they'd parade through the streets of New York City Asking for money or candy or food, just like any kind of food, fruit, whatever. Okay. So, so this was primarily initially a practice of poorer children who like actually needed food or money or, or whatever. But eventually what it turned into was like, you know, a, a morning of mischief where like even kids who had money would go out and get dressed up. And so... The most common thing that people would dress, well, boys primarily would dress up as, because it was the most convenient thing for them to get, was their sister's clothes. <laughs> so it was like oh, this yes. wacky cross-dressing holiday where all these boys would get dressed up as girls and then like lampoon through the streets of New York like they were their sisters and be, you know, just like, la, 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 la. <laughs> 
Wow, if only we had video for this podcast. So that was a, a lovely dance. Really offensive pictures. If oh, you I'm look sure. up Thanksgiving masking, it is just oh, so let me tell you, so aside from dressing up as your sister, okay, there were some other very common costumes that people would wear. So mostly children would try to dress up as like impoverished as humanly possible but in like a a satirical way so like they'd wear oversized suits and like try to look like hobos like like if you were dressing as a hobo for halloween yeah yeah but like the 1910s version of that you know so it was like even more offensive than what we would imagine now (laughs) imagine a hobo from like a really really early days looney tunes cartoon just like that so they'd dress up like that Girls who would go out would put gauze over their faces to look like ghosts. So they'd wear like a beautiful, like almost Victorian-like dress and then like put gauze over their face. Then also the kids would dress up as ragamuffins, right? So it's like... Oh, I love that word. My mom used to always call us ragamuffins when I was little. So I didn't do any research into like the history of the word ragamuffins, but... For a while, it was colloquially called Ragamuffins Day. Oh, that's so cute. Right before Thanksgiving, all the ragamuffins would go parade through the street and like be wearing all these outfits. So the other thing that was very common, and if you look up pictures of masking or Ragamuffins Day, you're going to see a lot of blackface. Tons of blackface. Yeah. Because <sighs> that was also one of the least expensive things you could do is just like right. go get soot or whatever and put it on your oh. body. So eventually what happened was this was around for long enough that candy stores in the, in the city started selling masks that kids would then buy to wear instead of painting their face with like their sister's right. makeup or their mom's makeup or whatever. So they started making masks out of like cray paper and some of the – I'm not sure what they were made out of, but some of the places were said to have what, what they called dough masks, which I guess was like some sort of – Cray paper or paper mache or something like that. But they were horrifying. Like, all I'm of the sure. pictures are like, oh my God, this is like the scariest thing. And they were all like incredible. Like, if you could, like, just imagine the most offensive masks, because it was always a mask of like someone from a foreign country or someone from, like, it was just like uh, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it was like, I went as a Jewish person. Here's a mask with a giant nose. Like, it was just, oh no. Just bad stuff. Just bad. I was like, and they were all little children. This wasn't an adult holiday. It was just little kids. Right. And they'd run out into the streets and like, so fine. So there were a couple of reasons why this like went out of favor. Well, I can think of a few already. I know, like so many. (laughs) By today's standards, like it already is like a mess. But like back then it was sort of like, well, whatever. We make fun of people all the time. There's no such thing as politically correct. So essentially that like there were some people who thought, well, this is great that kids like can go out and be frivolous and silly because at the same time while all this is going on we're like getting into the great depression right and so things are actually starting to get bad and people actually are starting to need food and so there gets to be much more of a divide between the people who have money and are okay and the people who have nothing and so as all of that is happening people are still participating in this holiday but all the people who have a lot of money are like insanely offended by the holiday and so one of the things that they decide to do (laughs) 
this is just like a, a practice that happened as a way to like deter children from going out and parading through the streets and like begging at their doors as they're trying to like uh-huh. make their nice meals. While they're cooking their turkeys, they would put coins into their ovens. And then when the kids came around, they'd throw out the burning hot coins onto the street for the kids to no! grab. Yeah. So the kids would like try to pick up the coins and burn their fingers. So like That's horrible. Right? <laughs> horrible. That's terrible. I know. Oh. <laughs> I don't care what time period it is. I know. This is really bad. But so at this point, people had realized like kids really need like they need something. It was it was also a way like after World War One they had all of these like supplies and things that come back and there were even yeah. advertisements from like 1910 and 1915 or whenever it was that that said like oh you can reuse your gas mask as a as a masking mask <laughs> just like real real wild like, <laughs> like you can just reduce reuse um, so I don't know people really liked that idea of like this this jovial holiday you know something mm-hmm. like to be mischievous and to and to not be so like mired down in like the seriousness of the times like how do we make now right. fun for a little like a little while and so this is like the big like what i think it was the early 1930s i think it was 32 there were all of these like kids who were going out into the street and parading around and doing all this stuff and, and like, the city was sort of like, we need to just, like, stop the kids from doing this, but still have something that people, like, enjoy. Right. And that, like, there's candy and there's parading. And Macy's, will you help us? <laughs> so that was the beginning of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. When you first started talking about this topic and you were like, the kids would parade through the street, I was going to jokingly say, oh, my God, it's the start of the Macy's Day Parade. But for real... Yes, for real. So Macy's started doing the parade and that like gave kids a thing to do and they could still get dressed up if they wanted to and they'd throw candy and like it was something that – so it replaced this like complete anarchy of like kids just like running around, being nuts, cross-dressing, being in blackface. What year was the first Macy's parade? it was 32. Oh, that's crazy. So yeah. I mean, I think it was really like – Thanksgiving was very much here's this day that's super formal and the kids had nothing to do in the morning and they were maybe hungry and poor and they were like let's just go like we don't have school today we don't have like we don't have anything today all our parents are home cooking let's just like be mischievous and go out yeah go out and like be silly and yeah so I'm I'm pretty glad we don't have that anymore (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy with my Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade on Thanksgiving. Yeah. I'm okay with that. It was very much like these like performances and stuff like this whole idea that Macy's like it was really like how do we replace this chaos with something a little bit more organized that huh. we can like make some money off. Well, clearly it's worked because here we are in 2020. Honestly, it's nuts. So one yeah. day maybe I'll do a history of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. But that would probably be be cool. I mean, that is a family tradition for people. Mm-hmm. It is. So I watch it every year. Yeah. Now let's segue into the second half of my. Ooh, okay. Okay. So I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the silliest, enduring traditions in your house. 
for Thanksgiving in my house. But like, what's like, think off the top of your head, like what is something outrageous that either has happened one Thanksgiving or happens every Thanksgiving or whatever. And it can, you can throw it, you can pepper in a few regular ones. Like we always watch the parade, like that's fine too. But I kind of want to talk about the silly stuff. Yeah, we do always watch the parade. Oh, well, every year since my mom passed away, my brother and I usually cook to get mm-hmm. my I should let me rephrase. My brother cooks. Yes. I just do what I'm told. <laughs> but um we always listen to the Rufus Wainwright Does Judy Garland album without <gasps> fail every year. We really? actually usually mute the parade. Yeah, we mute the parade and we always listen to the Rufus Does Judy album as we cook Thanksgiving. And then when that album ends, we usually just cycle through all the divas. But um That's yeah, amazing. we always listen to the Rufus Does Judy album and we sing along and we dance and we always watch the video of Rufus and his sister on Martha Stewart when they like bake cookies. Have you seen yep. that? Yeah. Yes, I have. So so we we always I know you're a huge fan. So we, like we always favorite human. <laughs> we always watch that video as well. Um and usually Mariah Carey all I want for Christmas is you will make like a sneaky entrance that day. I mean as soon as you hit Thanksgiving, the Christmas music can come out. So it's all bets are off. I will tell you that without knowing it, I have spent every Thanksgiving for the last however many years with you because I was in the audience when that album was recorded. Oh my God. No way. Yeah, I was. I was there at that show. I had no idea. Yeah. It was so good. We love that album. It's the best album. I think I got my brother, the. I guess they made some type of DVD of the concert. So we, so we watch that. We actually put that on sometimes, but normally we have the parade on yep. muted and then we'll unmute if something important comes yeah. on. But, but then we've got Rufus on and that's like the best way to cook. That's so good. I only ever listen to that album alone. Oh no. Loudly. Like that's the only way I listen to that album. I never like play it in like, so this year when I'm cooking, totally gonna listen to yes, that. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so speaking of things we listen to, I'm sure you are aware of this. Oh, I am quite aware, house. yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. So like, it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter how you're celebrating. It doesn't matter what's happening in your life. At noon on Thanksgiving Day, you best be listening to Alice's Restaurant. Yep, everything else stops. <laughs> everything stops. Just for like, 25 minutes the world stops mm-hmm. and everyone in my immediate family wherever they are listens to it sometimes we're on the phone with each other sometimes we're in the same room sometimes you're just like off in your own world listening to it alone in a room like it's just <laughs> it's it's pretty great i like that tradition because that that was not something we ever did so yeah when i met chuck we uh we added that which was nice I, and i had had never heard it which i know oh, people really? are shocked we i just never yeah. listened to it yeah so yeah but now i have many times one of the things about the masking thing that i thought was really interesting was that it was very much like performative it's this i want to go out and i want to perform and the macy's parade is very much like a performance and we we watch all of these performances and it really made me think and i know that this is probably true in your house too but especially on thanksgiving the big thing in my house was There had to be a performance of some kind. Family was there. Things were happening. And we and me and my brothers would just like prep a performance of some kind. And it it changed like some years was more serious than others. (laughs) I've definitely seen videos of some of these performances. Oh, yeah. 
some of them were very silly. And even like my my friend, um, well, at the time he was my boyfriend, Stearns. <laughs> he, and I, he and I, like his family came over one Thanksgiving and spent Thanksgiving with us. And he and I did like this impromptu concert that like he played the piano and it was wonderful. And then every year for many years, he would host a, I think it was like the weekend right after Thanksgiving. So maybe that Saturday. Yeah. He'd host like a big sing along at his house and every, oh, like fun. everyone would come and our, and my choir teacher who recently passed away, he would always come and play piano and like all these, like there would be like 50 people there and, and everyone who was over 21 was completely wasted. And all of the kids were just like at the yeah. piano with Warren and we would just like sing and have a great time. And just, I don't know, mm. like, I feel like Thanksgiving is the beginning well, Halloween's probably the beginning of performing, yeah. but in a very, like, silly, silly, silly way. And then Thanksgiving is like, oh, now's the time of the year when we just perform for one another for, like, a solid month straight. Absolutely. <laughs> just to get ready for the depressiveness of I know. the winter months. Yes, you have, to, you have to, like, get all the joy in that you can up until January 1st, and then it all, that's it. And then there's nothing. Then there's then it's just like this sad gray hole for like I know three months. There's Valentine's Day in there, but most people are just like I mean, like and it's just more hassle. I can't. We always order pizza and drink beer on Valentine's Day ever since we just silly. Yeah. (laughs) Well, this is not necessarily a Thanksgiving tradition, but um, just like a holidays tradition in general. We like to party, the Aragonas, and so yeah, we get together Thanksgiving Day. Sometimes we would get together the day after Thanksgiving. Then we get together Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, and when I was growing up, we had this huge New Year's Day celebration every year. We were together basically like the entire end of December where my grandma would make this huge meal and we'd have this giant antipasto and like, you know, as the, as the grandparents started to pass away and it, to me as a kid, it was just fun, but it became like a big hassle for people to keep up. So like, we don't, yep. we don't celebrate New Year's day anymore. Cause it's just like mm-hmm. too much, but it's something I look back on really fondly that like, we just spent yeah. like, I would see my cousins like so many holidays in a row. And it was, it was just like, it was so much fun. It was a lot of fun growing up. Mm-hmm. So great. I think Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday of the year mm-hmm. because as you know, it's really important to my family. It was the only holiday my mom hosted. It was the only holiday she cooked for. And so when she passed away, my brother makes all her recipes still. And it's really nice. <sighs> we, uh, we have these little, um, toilet paper roll, pilgrims and Indians that we made when we were little that are like the place settings and we still put them out today and okay this is really this is really morbid so but I'm gonna say it anyway all of the family members that have passed away all of their like pilgrims and Indians get like put in the I know this is really not PC that we have Indians so we can cut this out if we need to but we were little and yeah, I would just like to say that we only make pilgrims now when we make new ones, but um, <laughs> all of the pa- people that have passed away get put like in the center of the table, their little toilet paper rolls. And like Aww. when Chuck first saw that, he was like, that's so morbid. And I was like, well, what else are we going to do with them? Like leave them in the box? You have to put or them out. away. All of those things are terrible. You have to put it there. 
It's all the people who we miss. Yes. And then, like, when, you know, when the cousins started to get married, like, it was a big thing when you got your, your own toilet paper roll pilgrim. And it put, you oh put your goodness. name on it. And they've got little hats. And, like, my dad will still make one for people, like, if, if they're coming to Thanksgiving. That's so funny. So this year, we're, like, completely alone for Thanksgiving, which is, like... So are we. We're not going anywhere. I'm just going to do Thanksgiving. Normal. I don't like turkey, so I'm not going to do a turkey. But, like, other than that, I'm doing all everything normal. I'm just going to do all my sides, everything Good. I love. I'm going to make the normal amount of food, which is usually for, like, 20 people. I'm just like, it's fine. We have a big freezer. We'll just yeah. put it on. You'll it's just fine. be eating Thanksgiving food no forever. And I'm just going to, like, do Thanksgiving normal because, like, I don't want to do an abbreviated version no. of it. So. And I'm trying to think of all the things that we would normally be doing and how do I sort of, like – create other versions of them so one of the things i think we'll do this year is i'll have the kids make napkin rings but i'll have them make turkeys because that feels a little bit i mean even though i feel like there's like a huge turkey genocide every year it still feels like a slightly better thing than pilgrims and indians (laughs) oh without a doubt i would never do that now we're not going to eat a turkey it's much sweeter to have a turkey on our napkin holders than like yeah. in the center of our table. So, um, so that feels fine. <laughs> yeah. So I think we'll do that, and then maybe that'll sort of like open open things up to like, oh, get out the get out the napkin rings, and we'll start that because I love that you start your own traditions. I love the process of going into a box. And pulling something out that you haven't seen in a year or more and taking it out and being like, mm-hmm. oh, and it immediately transforms you. Like it, it transports you into another time. And it's just – it's one of the best ways of reliving memories. And I'm just like, I just want to I just want to figure out ways to do that. And this seems like a really good way. Like let's create all of the decorations and all of the things for Thanksgiving Day this year because we have a really good excuse. And then we can just like take them out yeah. every year. So that's that's what I'm going to like really lean in on this year. All the decorations. I like it. I think that's a that's a mm-hmm. good way yeah. to go. We had a lot of like paper decorations in my house growing up. So many. Yes. Well, you have to. We did a lot of like the garlands made out of like rings of construction paper and that kind of stuff. That's fun. It's fun and it's cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that was a fun trip down memory lane. Thank you. I like that activity. Well, so, (laughs) dear listener, if you have Thanksgiving traditions that are just outlandish and body and crazy that you just want to share with us, you can send it to us at opdwpodcast at gmail.com, or you can put it on our Facebook page, or you can find us at opdwpodcast on Instagram or Twitter. And we will hear all of your stories and we will listen to them with horror and joy and delight and cringiness and all of the things that those past stories dredge up in us. A hundred percent. Absolutely. It's my, fa- my favorite thing is to hear like family stories like that. I just. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like the memory version of awkward family photos. Just like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so awkward our music is by Theo Rosenberg so thank you Theo thank you Theo until next time don't throw hot pennies at children 